When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My normal shifts were during the day, 9 to 5 like most people. But on that day, we were short-handed on the night shift because the last person who worked during those hours had just quit. We had recently a lot of people quitting the night shift, so that meant I had to cover. Weirdly enough, I had never had to work the graveyard shift before then, and I was actually excited for it. I'd brought some coffee and some five-hour energy with me because the hours ran from 10 at night until 5 in the morning, and there was just no way I would make it that far naturally. I got to my tower right before 10 o'clock, when it was already pitch black and the cold July night had fully set in. The tower was fairly tall, with several flights of stairs leading up to the top. The whole thing was mostly surrounded by thick forest, except for the trail I came in from, and a murky pond that was just to the right of one of the tower's legs. The pond itself was covered in those little frog pads and had algae floating around over the surface. It was actually quite big for a natural lagoon. I climbed up, and all I could hear was the non-stop sounds of crickets, frogs, and the occasional owl. When I hit the top, I fumbled with my keys until I finally found the right one and walked right on in. The one room was small and square-shaped, three of the walls were mostly glass, and the other one was opaque and had the door I just came in. The roof went up like a pyramid for a short length until it peaked, and it was all made of wood. To my left was a nicely made bed and a nightstand with a lamp and a flashlight on top. Not like I'd be using the bed though. On the wall next to that was my CB radio and communication stand, which every one of those towers had. Next to that sat my refrigerator and microwave, which was part of a small kitchen that extended to the other wall as well. Inside the kitchen on the right wall were several cabinets, some small ones that held snacks and some canned foods, and another set of giant cabinets that I couldn't open, which likely had vacuums and other cleaning supplies that were above my pay grade was roomy. I went over to the communication stand and did my standard check to make sure everything was working properly. I called into the ranger station channel and said, well Donnie looks like it'll just be you and me tonight. Donnie didn't say anything back so I figured he was just probably just taking a shit. I went and grabbed the flashlight on the stand and reached into one of his drawers, pulling out a set of binoculars from it. I went back out to the balcony and checked to make sure no fire hazards or any other kind of dangerous things were out there. Once I checked that box off my to-do list, I headed back inside and pulled out the chair from the communication stand and put it by one of the glass walls. I grabbed the granola bar from one of the kitchen cabinets to munch on. I put the binoculars up to my eyes and looked over the surrounding forest. It didn't seem like any animals were up and about and no birds were in the sky either. 
I skimmed over a couple of clearings to make sure that no teenagers were off camping illegally. Then I went and peeked over at the far ridge where I saw a snowman standing alone in a gap of trees. Hold the fuck up. It was July. I peeked again to see it wasn't a snowman, but some kid in a shitty ghost costume. It looked like the ones from Charlie Brown, with the big black holes for eyes that looked more like they were colored black than actual holes. The kid was still and staring right into my direction, unmoving. I couldn't see the kid's parents anywhere, and by now, it was rolling up on 11, so that meant something was up. I broke contact on the kid and walked to the radio, calling to the station. Donnie, you off the shitter yet? Barely made it out, but I'm here. I chuckled. Donnie was always good for a laugh. Um, there's some kid with a blanket walking around the southeast sector, um, and he looks alone. A blanket? What in the hell are you talking about? It's a ghost costume. It's got the black holes for eyes and stuff. Oh, you mean like the Charlie Brown costume? Can you check it out? Yeah, I'll go out and see what's up. I'll call in on the walkie-talkie to tell you what I see. Roger that. I turned off the radio and crossed over to the nightstand drawer to grab the walkie-talkie. Once I had it, I sat back down in the chair and put the binoculars to my eyes, zooming in to where the kid was. The ridge was empty with no kid in sight, which I knew would make this a thousand times harder. I pulled up the antenna on the walkie-talkie and dialed to the right channel. Donnie, you hear me? Yep, loud and clear. I'm getting close to this sector. I'm heading up to a ridge for a vantage point. Perfect. Uh, that's where I saw the kid, but they've moved on since then. Well, I'll just check around and see if I can find anything. I watched as Donnie came over the ridge, waving his flashlight around the dark, until he looked towards the tower and shrugged. Nothing over here. Damn. Hopefully he turns up again. Until then, I'll just notify the police and check with any missing reports. Alrighty, I'll go back to- Donnie's voice cut out, and I saw his flashlight turn off in the distance. The small lit-up spot where he stood was swallowed in the darkness. Donnie? You there? Donnie? I heard no response and rushed outside the door and around the corner to where I saw him, yelling his name, only to hear my voice echo into the woods. And that's when it hit me. There wasn't a single other sound in that entire forest. The crickets and frogs had stopped chirping. The wind didn't rustle through the leaves. Everything had completely stood still. I could hear my heartbeat throbbing in my ears and nothing else. I moved my flashlight around the woods for some futile attempt of finding him. I got into that state of mind where I got so scared my throat closed up. And if I moved, I felt like something very bad was going to happen. I had to do something now. I turned around and as I did, I glanced at the stairs below me. At the bottom stood a skinny, horrifically angled woman. 
She was tall, dripping with water, with black hair and dark, murky blue skin that stretched across her bent and broken bones. Her gray dress was shredded, and her black shoes were muddy and wet, and her face. Her eyes were milky white, and her mouth hung wide open like a snake, like her jaw had been grossly broken. She let out a blood-curdling, an ear-piercing scream of agony and began to shuffle up the stairs so fucking fast that I snapped out of my fear lock and ran the fuck back inside, slamming and locking the door behind me. There was no way she could run that fast, even if all her bones weren't broken into wrong directions. I ran back to the kitchen and grabbed the biggest knife I could find, and then I pulled out the walkie-talkie, screaming into it. Is anyone there? Donnie, where the fuck are you? Someone answer me, goddammit! Then I heard the creaking of a door. I slowly turned, and I froze when I saw what was there. The door was still there, locked and shut, and had been completely undisturbed. What scared me was the once locked giant cabinets that now stood open, with a kid dressed like a Charlie Brown ghost standing just in front of it. I stood there, unmoving, until I heard the little shit giggle. I recognized that giggle. No fucking way. I pulled off the sheet to see one of Donnie's kids, Marvin sporting a smirk in a walkie-talkie. Dad, Joey, I got him. Ha, pissed his pants just like I said he would, right? He and his other son laughed from the other side of the walkie. I was mad, but glad I wasn't about to get murdered in a goddamn wooden tower. I grabbed his walkie and shot back. Pissed me off is what you did, you fucking asshole. I hope you're happy. Hearing you scream like a little girl sure did make me happy, all right. Yeah, screw you too. That wasn't even me. That was your stupid zombie chick. Who was that? Your wife? My what? Does the ghost look like a zombie from that far away? You said yourself it looked like Charlie. Not the ghost, dumbass. The woman on the stairs. She screamed and ran up them so that she would scare me into the tower. Hell, she must be like an Olympic runner. Did you get- Dean, I didn't put no woman on the stairs. 